You know how you win the battle? Listen now. You and I have the opportunity to walk in victory, to claim the victory, to experience the victory that is already ours. Because I know I have something to offer. Go where you have never gone before. Keep moving through the pain. Keep moving forward. Do what you've never done before so you can be the woman you know yourself to be. I live my life playing to win. I'm after something. So much in you. We have the victory. Hey, Purpose Chasers, welcome to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. On this week's episode, I am joined by Camille Joy. Camille is from Houston, Texas. She's a wife, a mom of five, entrepreneur, podcaster, survivor, and a voice of hope to all the brokenhearted mummies. Like her name, Camille is a woman of joy who uses her various platforms to spread the love of Jesus and the joy of the Lord to men and women rebuilding their lives after facing tragedy, adversity, and loss. Let's welcome Camille to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It is a complete honor. I appreciate the invitation. Oh, That's great. And I'm so looking forward to this uh, interview. But before we get into it, I want I love to start with this question to really get to know you. Mm -hmm. Although we've read your your fantastic bio, I want you to tell us a fun fact about you that is not in your bio. Yes, well, a fun fact about me is that I am my mother's middle child. (laughs) So I definitely grew up with the middle child syndrome, (laughs) which is probably why some of the reasons why I had a little headache in my adolescent years and growing up. So I am the middle one. Oh, I love that. I am the baby. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I have baby syndrome. Yes. my and my siblings are actually 18 and nine years older than me. So I think they were more like bonus parents than they were siblings. Yes, absolutely. That's interesting. <laughs> but I think it is so interesting about how we develop as, as people and mm-hmm. how it relates to what what number of child you were <laughs> along mm-hmm. the line. So Absolutely. it does definitely make a, a, a difference. And I know you are a mom yourself. How do you recognize maybe some of your middle child traits with your yeah. middle children? I definitely do because I have five children and um, my middle child, the one that smack dab in the middle is just like me. Um, <laughs> He's exactly like me with his emotions, but I try to be very, you know, understanding and I try to remember me being his age. He's, he's also the most outspoken child. So he'll tell me if he feels like, mom, you're, you're playing favoritism. (laughs) He'll let me know. I didn't have the courage to do that as a kid. So. (laughs) <laughs> I love the outspokenness because yes. listen, that will come sure that is going to come in handy yes. down the line <laughs> one day. Absolutely. So Camille, we know that you are a wife, a mom, an entrepreneur, a podcaster, and a survivor. Mm-hmm. And I, what I want you to do right now is let us know about your journey. Let us know about your process to becoming the woman you are today. So give us a little, little, a bit of your background. 
oh, wow. If you would have even whispered to me 10 years ago what I would be doing today, I probably would have fell out and <laughs> not, not even believed you. And But it probably would have brought me some sort of hope in, in the situation that I was in. Um, so I'm 35 today, and but by the age of 21, I was finding myself leaving an abusive relationship that I had been in for five years. So that means I entered in when I was 17. Um, I was a teen mom. I got pregnant at 15 years old and had my first at 16 years old. And then I ended up getting into this horrible relationship with an older guy who, of course, was driving a red Range Rover, letting me drive this car, Mm. a gold ring on every finger, earrings, necklace. I'm dripping at at 17 years old. And and I got hooked. I got hooked by what I know now was the enemy. Mm. And I entered into this relationship that was beautiful, so which I thought, but very soon became emotionally abusive and then physically. And I stayed for five years having three more children at 18, 19, and 21. So by 21, I looked up and I was like, oh, my God, you know, if I don't leave now, I'm never going to leave. I'm going to have 10 kids by the time I'm 30. And it was my relationship with Christ that helped me to to leave. So I had just begun to rededicate my life. My parents, they raised me in the church. They were ministers. But growing up in high school, I, I started to feel um, that popularity was the way to go. You know, dressing where I grew up in Connecticut, which is like 20. Uh, 45 minutes from New York City. Um, It's very materialistic. So I I just dived into that world as a little girl. And, you know, I wanted to be the one that was best dressed and, you know, most talked about and things that we see on TV that sometimes little girls get caught in today. You know, I fell into that. It caused me to forget trying to be a saved child. I wanted to go this way. So I was fighting in high school and all kinds of things. And and so that led to me losing my virginity at 14, then getting pregnant, then having a teen child to raise at, at, you know, as I was a teenager. And then this relationship, but I can remember very dramatic scene that I always play out in my head uh, the day that I left. I hadn't had such a good relationship with my parents while I was in that that relationship for five years. I would go six months to a year without even talking to my mom. So, but I remember her getting a job, a new job that was close to me. And so she would visit me when I had my young, my youngest son at the time. And she would always throw the plug in there. You can leave if you want to, and you can always come back home. But, you know, in the back of my head, I'm like, I'm not going home with four kids. What am I going to do? Because in that relationship, I had I left and not only did I leave, I dropped out of high school at 17. So to go follow him and be with him and be with this hustler that had all this money and, you know, getting it illegal ways. But I I was sitting here for five years and I had nothing. So what would I look like leaving? And so I let that marinate a little. And then my mom, she would invite me to church. And eventually I went and I rededicated my life to God. And it was like in an instant, within three months, I, I, I gained the strength to, to make my exit. Now, I had been storing up big black garbage bags full of clothes in the closet for one day that I could find the strength to leave. See, there's a statistic that says that a bruised and battered woman, she leaves the abusive relationship at least 20 times. And that's a true statistics. Um, They, abusive women will leave and come back 
because they're manipulated by their abuser. They'll leave and come back. But this was my 20th time. (laughs) As my mom came to visit me one day, I found myself getting into an argument with my kid's father while she was home. She got up to leave because she, she felt the tension and we went outside to tell her goodbye before I knew what my kid's father was coming out to cuss me out now because I brought the kids out and it's starting to drizzle outside. So we went back in the house and there started a huge fight. And I called my mom on the phone and I said, mom, can you turn around? I, I need, I need to come home. I need to leave. And I began to pack the kids in her van. And at this point it was pouring rain and outside. And I got those bags out of the closet that I had been storing for months, those big black garbage bags full of our clothes. And I, and I left and I didn't turn back. And so that was, that was the beginning of what God began to do. Soon after that, um, you know, I went to culinary school and began to get a degree in culinary arts. So while I'm an entrepreneur today, for the last um, 11 years, I've been a chef. (laughs) Wow. What a journey you've been through. And look what God has done in that time. The way that he has really used your journey as a part and and your process as a way to encourage other moms, as Mm -hmm. a way to encourage other people that they can make it through too. So your journey has not been in vain. And just hearing you say that you, you know, you rededicated your life and that was the catalyst in you finding the strength to move on and move into what God has for you. That speaks- Oh yeah. Yeah, that speaks to the importance of getting getting back into God's presence. Mm-hmm. I think too Absolutely. many times we think that, especially when we may have strayed from God, we think we need to get ourselves all together and get ourselves right before oh, yeah. we rededicate our lives, not knowing that rededicating our lives is the thing we need to do first for Absolutely. God to come through and clean us up. It's the only way that you'll have strength. Yes, it's the only way that you'll have strength. So even now, I want to ask you to speak to anybody who may be in that relationship right now where they feel like they are enduring abuse. Just give them some encouragement and some advice on what to do in this situation where they feel like they're ready to kind of reach out for help, but they don't know if anybody would understand what it is that they're going through. Yeah, I would, coincidentally enough, this month um, of October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And um, it caused me to just think back so much. I, I would tell that person not to be ashamed. You know, your family, your friends, they're waiting for you to leave. A lot of times when you're in this situation, you can't see what they already see. And so they're waiting to love you. They're waiting to support you. Even if you feel like you don't have family or friends, there are places, domestic violence shelters that will help you to rebuild. Um, 211 is the number that we call here in the United States. And um, they will help give you the resources that you need to leave. But love yourself enough. You know, as a mom, you may have children that you need to support. You, you know, you're, you may be a sister or daughter and you may have other family members, but put yourself first right now and love yourself because there's no guarantee that you'll live. One day the fight can go left and by accident you can be hit in the head and die. And so I would urge you to make the escape 
um, now to save your own life and then lean on God. I remember I wasn't saved, saved deeply where I could speak in tongues and, and do all these fancy things that sometimes we get caught up in. I had one gospel CD, which is Kurt Franklin. And that's why I love him so much. I have one gospel CD and I just knew how to talk to God. So don't get caught in, I don't have fancy words. If you know how to pick up the phone and call someone else, then you know how to talk to God. You just talk, tell him what you need from him. I remember crying on my bed one day and saying, God, if you get me out of this, I promise I won't come back. And that's just as simple. That's all I knew how to say, but I knew how to talk to God. So just talk to him and, and he will help you. So I, I would urge you to leave now, even, even if the relationship is emotionally abusive and, you know, your spouse is calling you out of your name and making you feel low or, you know, just, just reflect and ask God for strength and, and leave. Yes. Ask God for strength and Mm -hmm. leave. As you've heard Camille say, you're in America. The number for the hotline is two one one, and I know that my uh, listenership is in America mostly, and then in Bermuda. So if you're in the island of Bermuda, the hotline number is two nine seven eight two seven eight. So just remember, and you can easily go and Google those numbers for your um, respective countries. Unfortunately, I can't give you all all six three three numbers for the six three three countries that listen, but. <laughs> Please do a quick Google search and connect with somebody who is there for you, your family, your friends, the church, someone that can help you along this process. But do remember, as Camille said, to love yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, Camille, you mm-hmm. have endured all of this mm-hmm. and you've broken free and now you are a podcast host. Yeah. You are a beacon of joy is what I like to call you. (laughs) How did you get to this place of really finding your joy and helping other people to do the same? Yeah, it really started after leaving. So you see that story that I painted and you would think like right there at the end, you know, is when God began to make me over and all things began to be beautiful, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It was still a hard road because then after I left him and after I've gotten to, you know, go to college and after I got my own place here, here came the enemy that really tried to kill me. And I entered into a custody battle with my abuser the man Mm. that abused me and told me what I never would become. And he walked away with custody of the three children that I had by him for no reason, no reason of abuse. So it was here that I I was like, I'm going to die now. I remember calling my mom at two and three o'clock in the morning and just saying, just pray because I can't live. That was the most tormenting time in my life, but it was also what God used to really develop this intercessor within me, really give me that ear to hear him and draw me closer to him because it was either I was going to die or I had to get up and fight the enemy up off of me. And that custody battle lasted two and a half years and um, ultimately left me without even seeing my children for six and a half years. And so it was there that this warrior was developed 
And so after reuniting with them and after beginning to share that portion of my story, because I hadn't even shared with anybody outside of my emotion, uh, immediate family for so long because I was ashamed, even though it was nothing that you did wrong, Camille. I was carrying such a weight because of what others would think. Because if you hear, well, her kid's father won in a custody battle. Well, you're going to assume that, hey, maybe she abused him. Hey, maybe she wasn't fit. Mm. No, no, I was. Um, but I was young. He was more powerful and he had more money. And these injustices within our court system are happening all around the world. And so when I begin to speak out, I begin to hear other women. I mean, people that were millionaires, people who were white, black, Spanish, stand up and say, this happened to me too. And I feel like I'm going to die. How do I live without my children? And so through that pain, um, as I was listening to podcasts one day at work, running around the kitchen now as an executive chef um, advanced in my career, I started to listen to podcasts. And then the Lord said, come here, I want you to start a podcast. So after praying and just trying to figure out how and researching, I launched the Moments of Joy podcast, but it was really to um, just share these traumatic stories like this and show that God will bring you through and out, heal you and deliver you and keep you. So I, I talk about choosing joy because that was a choice that I had to continue to make throughout this pain and throughout this trauma. For me, it was either I'm going to kill myself or I'm going to choose joy. I'm going to be defeated and accept the weapons of depression and suicidal thoughts that the enemy is throwing at me, or I'm going to choose joy. And so that's why I'm always talking about choosing joy, because a lot of times people don't realize that it is a choice. It is joy is happiness that is not based on your circumstances. So no matter what is going on around you, you can have joy. You can wake up and say, nope, today I'm going to choose joy. That's, that's going to be uh, what, what I'm going to take on today. So that's why I'm always harping about choosing joy. <laughs> yes, I love that. Choose yeah. joy. And what I've heard from you is that through the pain, through the heartache, through everything you endured, your purpose was still birthed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and that makes so much of a difference and can be enlightening to a lot of people. Sometimes we feel like in our low place, no good can come from it. But we don't know that in our low place, God is setting us up for our purpose. He's setting us up for where we are going in our lives, knowing that we will not always be in that place, but something in that place was there, was was a part of our journey so we can help and advocate on another person's behalf. And that's exactly what you're doing. You're standing tall. You're standing, you're standing strong. You're choosing joy in your life. You said to the devil, not today, you're not going to have me today, but you instead decided that you were going to come up out of it with your arms swinging and fight your way through. And I know that this process hasn't been easy, but you sure have become a beacon of joy, allowing people to know and understand that although the journey may be dark, the light at the end of the tunnel is greater than anything that you have to endure. And the light at the end of the tunnel is Jesus waiting for you when you're done your due diligence 
intelligence here on earth saying, well done, my good and faithful servant. So I just want to say that I'm proud of you. (laughs) Thank you so much. I am sitting here with tears flowing down my face because just as you're talking, I'm just like, hallelujah. It, it, It is that very thing that is your lowest bottom pit thing that you've crawled out of that then now God has given you authority to go in and help somebody else come on out of and get on through. I I, I cried many times like, God, why are you choosing mm. me to be without my children? Why does this have to be my story? I'm a good mom. I'm a good person, but it, it wasn't for me. It is mm-hmm. what he's given. He chose to give me that story. So God, I thank you for giving me that story to help somebody else to get through. Yes, 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 mm-hmm. yes, yes. Let God give you the revelation. Ladies who are listening to the podcast, let God give you the revelation of what this, this time that you're going through, whether you feel like, you know, why me? We have always, we have all had our moments where we have cried. I know I have and asked God, God, why me? Why me? Why am I the one who has to endure this? Why am I the one who feels like they're behind on what everybody else is doing? When God, in fact, has something that is so specific for you, it cannot match or compare to what other people are doing. It can't match or compare to the highlight reel that you're watching on somebody else's life on Instagram, not knowing that there is a journey that we have to go through. And the journey is what's going to be the most important part. It's not that we hit the top of the mountain. It was the journey that's going to change lives. It's the journey that's going to lead people back to Christ. The journey is what's going to do it. Absolutely. Wow. So, Camille, I want you to uh, give the ladies who are listening, just give them some tips on how they can choose joy in the midst of adversity. Wow. And that's so funny. I literally just started. The Lord said, I want you to write a formula. (laughs) And so if you would have asked me this weeks ago, I would not have had tips. But look at how the Holy Spirit prepares. He knows. (laughs) Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And so I have three tips. Um, Tip number one is that before your feet hit the ground in the morning, as soon as you open your eyes, start your day with gratitude, thanking God for just about everything that you can um, put your put your mouth on and things, everything that you can think of. And that really begins to shift your day. And so you don't focus on the things that you don't have and the things that are going wrong, but it automatically centers you into the things that God has already done for you. That's tip number one. Um, tip number two is to um, consciously make a declaration that no matter what the enemy throws at you throughout the day, no matter what phone call, no matter what bill you get, no matter what weapons that he used, because ultimately we know that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Um, And so we know that it is not the person that is bothering us. It is the enemy. It is the devil. It is his demons. And so we make a public declaration. And that means opening up your mouth when you are feeling this weight and saying, I will choose joy. Today, I will choose joy. And then the third tip is to purposely do things throughout your day that 
make you feel joyful. And so when you wake up and you're not feeling like choosing joy, for me, I love pumpkin spice. So everything pumpkin, pumpkin spice coffee, pumpkin spice the smell. Um, it's, it's fall here and in autumn, pumpkin spice is everything. So go ahead and get the things that make you happy. Sometimes I, I love seafood dinners. And so that will just, eating crab legs will just put a smile on my face. Um, giving family members hugs throughout the day. I'm a hugger. So that gives me joy. I, I live in Houston, Texas. So looking at the palm trees gives me joy. But you remember the things that bring you joy and you do them on the days where you're not feeling like you can choose joy today. And those are just three tips that will help you to, to, to decree, declare, and to hold on to joy. Yes, 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 yes. yes. I love those tips. Guys, go back, rewind. And if you didn't have a pen and paper, get it and write (laughs) down those tips because that is the difference in you letting you either commanding your day and taking control of your day or you allowing the enemy to run rampant in your day. You have to start your day with gratitude. You have to consciously make the declaration that you're choosing joy today. And when you feel yourself slipping, always remember to purposely do things that will make you joy joyful. Yes. You, I heard you say that it's fall and you love pumpkin spice. Yes. <laughs> and for me, like my time of the year is fall and Christmas, but more so yes. Christmas. So when we start yes. getting into this time of the year, mm-hmm. I know that when I need that injection of joy of peace of something that will make me smile me the couch a cup of tea or coffee and the hallmark channel yes and we're good to go (laughs) and i am so good today i can sit and watch hallmark channel all day every day and my mom i remember my mom and my dad are just like what is wrong with you it's not (laughs) christmas i said it is as soon i say this all every year as soon as my birthday is done so my birthday is september 29th I'm like, as soon as my birthday is done, it's Christmas. I don't care what anybody has to say. (laughs) That's right. Right. That's what makes me happy. And remember, what makes you happy does it, and what makes you joyful doesn't have to be what makes other people happy and joyful, you know. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. If going for a 10 mile run is going to do it for you, do it. Yes. That's that's not, that's not my thing, but it may be for you. Don't think that you have to do what you see other people doing to make them happy, to keep you happy. Cause guess what? It's not going to work. Yes, absolutely. It is not going to work at all. You have to really spend this time getting to know yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Getting to know yourself makes all the difference in how you maintain your joy. Mm hmm. Yes, absolutely. And happy belated birthday. Oh, thank you so much, Camille. You're thank welcome. you. So, yes. Camille, what have you learned? So, we know that you're an entrepreneur. And during the summer, we did what we call here the Faithpreneur Diaries. Mm-hmm. And we talked to faithpreneurs about their journey of being an entrepreneur and doing it God's way, having mm-hmm. God as the CEO of your business. So, yes. before you go, I just want you to tell us how your journey as a faithpreneur has been, um, you know, as a, I hear that you're head chef, but also starting the podcast and keeping it going and keeping the, the, the show up. How has that been just following God's guidance and walking in your purpose? So following God's guidance is so 
big. It is so huge. Um, in 2019, I, I left my job under the unction and the leading of the Holy Spirit. Um, I had been at the top of my career now, so I moved from Connecticut to Houston because the Lord said so. <laughs> Let me put that in there. Me and my husband heard the voice of the Lord and we sat on it for a while, but we had no choice but to be obedient. And we moved from um, Connecticut to Texas, which is clear across the country. And when we got here, um, I began to um, continue to grow in my career and now advance to the director of Dynast Services. But then um, I, the Lord said it was time to go. And so on December 1st, I left my career. I quit my job. And then this podcast that I started, it advanced and I was able to branch off and start several different businesses. And so I launched uh, Moments of Joy Apparel, which is a clothing line that is simply with the mission to spread the love of Jesus and joy of the Lord. That's it. So the shirts um, only have that message. And then soon launching in a few weeks is Moments of Joy Academy. So it's a school of all things podcasting, how to start, how to monetize, how to do video podcasting. And so I'm coaching and God has allowed me to um, learn how to make an income through this and advance me in a way that I was not expecting two years ago when I started. I, I didn't even want to be an entrepreneur. That that was never in my dream or my vision because I liked a nine to five and being able to get benefits and having a salary and a career, but it's so much more gratifying to be in the will of God. And so whatever he wants, that's what I'm going to do. I've been disobedient for so long. When he said something, I don't play, I move. And um, because I don't want to be under the um, the anger of God. No, <laughs> I'm doing what he says. <laughs> yes, yes. Following God. And it's it's something how God will just pull you up out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Like you think that you're going to do this and you kind of have this plan in your life of how things might go. Um, and then God turns it around. He's like, uh, I don't know what you think you're doing, sis. Yes. <laughs> that's not what I have for you. And you're just like, oh, is it? <laughs> Absolutely. So Absolutely. I love that you were flexible and you were able to say to yourself, you know what? I'm following God regardless. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to follow him. I didn't think this is going to be my life, but look at yep. it now and look what God has done. So that's so amazing. And I was going to wrap up, but something just came to me. Mm -hmm. You mentioned your husband. Mm -hmm. And this yep. year we, we started the year, um, we did a single summit, but then I did the episode on being single and the purpose in your singleness. And eight mm -hmm. months later, last week's podcast episode, I talked about how I went from being single this year to being engaged in God's timing. Yes, so, <laughs> yes, the Lord has really and truly blessed me in a year where anything can happen. Absolutely. He really blessed me with his choice for me with my fiance. So I want to speak, so I want you to speak to the, really the single moms right now, because mm -hmm. I know I have some single moms who are listening to the podcast yes. and they feel like dating and they feel like, you know, getting married might be out of the cards for them or finding a, a, a man after God's own heart might be be difficult for them. Just mm -hmm. tell us a bit about your journey and how you came along uh, to meet your husband and then, uh, you know, date and get to this place. 
Yeah, that was quite interesting in itself. Um, I met my husband um, after really entering into the custody battle. Um, I started this battle and then I felt like I needed to go to a new church. And so upon entering the new church, I met my husband who was Mm. working funny, working the audio engineering and video of the church. Um, and so shortly after that, a few months later, we developed a friendship and, um, he was in ministry and we, two years later decided to get married. And, um, I think that I, I believed that God would bring me a husband because I began to make those declarations. I heard Heather Mm -hmm. Lindsay, who's a, uh, she has the pinky promise. Yeah. Um, yep. And I heard her say one time that she always said out loud that she would be married, I think by the time she was 27. And so I, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to try this. And so <laughs> all the time, every conversation I had with my girlfriends, myself, I would say I'm getting married by the time I'm 30. And I, I know I have four kids. I know at the time I met my husband, I lived in the projects. And he did not care. He was an he wasn't a messy man with a messy past. He had one daughter, and he was a wonderful man. He was an entrepreneur, and um, he's actually a full time entrepreneur and has been for our whole relationship. And God used our marriage for to bring out what was in me. Um, yeah. And so if God can do it for this girl who have four children with a messy past, then God can do it for you. One thing that I did was say that declaration. Another thing I did was write in my notebook what I wanted from God um, in a husband, um, the way he looked and, and everything, his characteristics. And that is who my husband is. And guess what? My birthday is July 22nd and I got married on May 15th, 29 wow. years old three months before my 30th birthday. Wow, look what God will do. I am so excited (laughs) about your testimony. I love it. Ladies, write it down and declare it. I told you in the episode that I did with my fiance that last November, I felt God asking me like, what do you want in a spouse? And I was Mm -hmm. just like, "Um, don't you know already? (laughs) But he caused me to write it down. And I'm telling you, my list was like 24, 25 things. Yes. And this man came along and exhibited every characteristic and trait, even the random ones. Yeah. And I was just like, God, you, you listen to your daughter. So mm-hmm. don't be discouraged in your waiting season That's and don't right. be discouraged by your journey. You are beautiful. Your journey may be different. Your journey may be something that you're still learning how to embrace, but there is beauty in it. And God Mm -hmm. has, if that is the desire of your heart, if God has given you the desire to be married, to find a spouse, then he is here and he is listening and he is preparing because everything is perfect in God's timing. Absolutely. It is so perfect in God's timing. And my, yes, my fiance and I, um, we counted one time the amount of times that we could have met being in exactly the same place at exactly the same time. And we mm-hmm. never saw each other. Mm-hmm. Wow. Why? Because it was not the right time. Mm-mm-mm. It wouldn't have been the right time. 
he couldn't have been able to receive me. And I surely wasn't in a position to receive anybody. So Mm. God knows when things are right. So just trust in him to give you that blessing and whatever else that you are desiring, trust in him that he will not leave you or forsake you. He takes pride in looking after his kids and you are one of his kids. So always remember that. Camille, I have immensely enjoyed talking to you today. (laughs) Thank you so much. It was an honor to be here with you. I'm excited. I feel like I'm in Bermuda right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and I'm glad you're excited. Listen, anytime you want to come down to Bermuda, the sun is shining. We're handling COVID great, and we're open to America. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) You're welcome to come down and soak up the pink pink sand beaches and clear water. Just have a break with your husband and your kids. Yes, absolutely. I'll have to message you when I get down there one day and say, hey, I'm here. Yes. (laughs) So we can have lunch. (laughs) I love it. Definitely. So Camille, before we go, please tell everyone how they can connect with you and where they can listen to your podcast. Yes. So you can follow me on Instagram or Facebook at moments of joy podcast. Um, you can find me at moments, um, of mojpodcast.com. I have a different website right now, but next week we'll be switching over. So I'm sure by the time this launches, um, mojpodcast.com will be up. If you would like to purchase apparel, mojapparel.com. And I am looking forward to connecting with you guys. If anyone needs support and you're going through a custody battle, um, like I mentioned, um, just feel free to to reach out. I know it gets heavy sometimes, but I will definitely pray you through. It'd be an honor. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. And thank you for sharing all of your details. Guys, I will drop all her links in the show notes. Camille, again, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me, my sister. God bless. All right, guys, thank you for listening to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode. Be sure to like and subscribe. And also be sure to leave a comment, leave a review. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what you liked from this episode, what you like from the show. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Pray, Plan, Slay podcast, or you can follow me, your host, Shantae Sapphire, at Shantae Sapphire on Instagram. And the podcast is also on Facebook at PrayPlanSlay.com. We're on Twitter at Shantae Sapphire. All that information will be below in the show notes. Thanks again for joining us.